It's the Wiki Morning Show to Go podcast. Here's Dennis John Bailey and Diane Douglas. Well, the new season is about to start at the Civic Theater right there on Fulton. And joining us is uh, the Evansville Civic Theater's Managing Artistic Director, Kevin Roach. Kevin, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How many years is this now for the Civic Theater? A lot. Oh my gosh, we're, we're this will be our 93rd season. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously predates you. Yeah, oh, quite. It predates the theater building we're in, too. You know? Really, where did it start? What was the first building? Do you remember? Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you that. I do know that the troupe itself was started by Frances Golden of the Golden Family, who they're actually doing like an exhibition in New Harmony right now on her. Um, and she kind of got the troupe going. Um, and then they, you know, we have some old documents that we found where they performed like, you know, plays at the Coliseum and like here and there, you know, it was, just, you know, like, like the, the few posters we found are like appearing, you know, appearing in your, you know, in this city at these oh, locations. Okay. And so, you know, I think, I think for a while they were kind of a nomadic group, you know, I don't, I can't say that with a hundred percent surety, but you know, it wasn't until um, the seventies that we moved into the Columbia theater where we're at now. So where did you find these posters? Uh, just like we were kind of cleaning through and we found some things just in our stock. We found one in a frame. It's actually upstairs in my office. Um, and that's the one that says, you know, performing at the, the Coliseum. And, oh, man. Um, see, I'd love to see that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like tickets were like, you know, 25 cents to get in. <laughs> wow. And, you know, things like that. I think if I'm not even if I'm not mistaking, I'd have to look look at it again. I think it said like, you know, an adult evening out, you know, uh, do not bring children. Or, oh, my. You know, Whoa. You know, so for the time, whatever they were doing must have been very scandalous. You know? <laughs> yeah, that just don't want a lot of kids making a bunch of racket. Uh, that true. That too. <laughs> That's something I'd love to see, like maybe in the lobby or something. I got some of those old artifacts. And I'm thinking about bringing some of that stuff down. And of course, we found like old programs from like 25 years ago, back when Dick Ingers was there. See, that is so cool. That is cool. That's good stuff. I I actually uh, uh, bumped into Mary Lloyd Winnicky and I said, you know, I said, uh, I saw that you were an actor once upon a time. He said, what? And I said, I found an old program with your name in it as one of the lead characters. Oh, I love it. (laughs) He turned red. It was fun. Oh, that's great. All right, well, let's bring it to today, the 93rd season, and it opens August 17th with a good one, Big, the musical. You know, and I have people ask me about that all the time. What's it about? Really? <laughs> yeah, I said, no way. Yeah, well, well, what's that? And I'm like, well, have you seen the Tom Hanks movie? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, with music. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's the musical. Yeah. Right. It was like when you guys did Young Frankenstein. What's yeah. that about? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it, it just baffles my mind how many people like they, and then when I tell them, they, they're like, oh, okay. You know, Diane and I have talked we, we're references from time to time. And especially with Tom Hanks, you know, you know, him eating the little bitty corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. You know, him eating uh, a caviar. caviar for the first time. That's oh, the caviar is in there. Trust me. We're currently trying to figure out whether we should use real caviar. <laughs> oh, okay. Or not, like like cheap caviar. <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, I love the idea that a kid, I wish I were big, and mm. he becomes big and, you know, and deals with the consequences. When did it become a musical? Um, it came became a musical farther back than you think, about 15 years ago or so. Really? Yeah. Okay, because the movie came out in 88. Yeah, I mean, the musical didn't follow t- too far after, but, you know, the catch was that it wasn't really a super big hit on Broadway. Um, so before they started, like, releasing it on tour and, like, to companies like us, they completely 
rewrote a lot of it and, uh-huh. and fixed all the things that critics didn't like, including several songs. Oh, so, okay. okay. You know, so if you listen to the broad, you know, I always tell people like, you know, because we get people get hyped and are like, oh, I've been listening to the Broadway cast recording. And I'm like, you're going to be in for a surprise right. because some of the songs are completely, a lot of the songs are completely different. And in my opinion, a lot better. Um, now this happens a lot with some of these. Oh I mean, gosh! You know, yes. Once once they get they work out their kinks. Once they get it on stage, and there's a lot of changes, especially in these retrofitted musicals. Oh like yeah, this. especially you know because they use sometimes they use those audiences as you know and they're not really test audiences because they're paying audiences, but they take what they say into account. Um, and so if things don't go over well, you know you hear about movie directors doing screenings all the time for people and then changing the ending. Right. You know, and it's kind of like with this case you know it, it was it's more of a hit and more popular you know as a show now than it was when it was in new york okay. and so um you know we're doing some fun things with it too because the the actor we have that's playing josh um i should say big josh i made the mistake online of calling him adult josh and so <laughs> a diehard fan on our page corrected me and well okay it is big josh um but the actor playing Big Josh, uh, funny story, is um, not a super tall guy. Um, um, great guy, great actor, good singer, but not really super tall. So we're going to kind of play with different adult aspects. You know, like he's he sports kind of some stubble on a pretty constant basis. And I thought, how funny would it be, you know, for a kid to wake up and, and touch his face and be like, oh, my gosh, I've got facial sure. hair. Oh, know? yeah. So we're going to kind of play with that a little bit. Well, that sounds like so, fun. Yeah. You know, all right, Big the Musical opens August 17th, runs through the 26th, first show of the season. Uh, next show up in October, uh, opens October 12th, a little more serious, mm-hmm. and that's The Diary of Anne Frank. Diary of Anne Frank. Now, what's interesting about this show is that it has been adapted a couple times now. And um, we're doing the original version, Otto Frank, um, commissioned. He was still alive. He, you know, he has ancestry because he survived the Holocaust. He was the only one that did. Um, and when he gave permission for it to be turned into a play, he heavily edited it to, you know, because she wrote a lot about her teenage angst and, you know, wondering about becoming a woman and how much she didn't really care for her mother. Like she was very angsty towards her mother. And, and he wanted all of that cut out because he really wanted her portrayed as, you know, very, I hate to use the word saint-like, but but he didn't want anything negative to mar her image. And years later, the estate was like, no, she was a real human being, and even that angst needs to be in there. And and even in 2016, they edited it a little bit more. See, I, I think that's probably what makes the story so poignant. I mean, mm-hmm. so much more poignant than you know it is regularly. I mean, yeah, the the idea that here's this young woman whose life is cut short. Right. Yeah. And it's so, I, I've read both versions and, um, and actually, you know, like now the new version, which is not too different from the previous, but it's so much more visceral, this version. It's so much more, you know, it, it, it pulls no punches. You know, it, you know, the end of the original play kind of ends with, they hear people coming up the stairs, cut to black, curtain call the end. You know, whereas this, this version we're going to watch them get dragged out. We, the audience are going to see them get pulled out and we're going to hear, you know, Otto's, you know, his epilogue after it was over and and what happened. But, you know, I, I, this is going to be an eye opening and probably at times an uncomfortable experience for audiences because, you know, this is something that really happened. This is history. This is it. It's a powerful story too. Yeah. 
All right, the Dyer Van Frank, that opens at the Civic Theater October 12th, runs through the 21st. Then every year, as tradition holds with Civic Theater, you got a Christmas show. And this year, it's Dashing Through the Snow. Yes, written written by one of the co-writers of uh, Dearly Departed that they did several years ago. Oh, few years oh ago. okay. See, I tell people that, and they go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, the first year I was on board, we didn't do a Christmas show, and we learned pretty quickly people like their Christmas shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So last year, we did something kind of fun. Uh, we did the radio drama, but it had a little bit of seriousness to it because it dealt with World War II. But this is just complete insanity and fun <laughs> i mean i people always ask me to describe it and i'm like there are so many storylines going on the best thing i can say is it's a small inn in a tiny town called tinsel texas and a bunch <laughs> of people a bunch of wackadoo people are all converging on this inn trying to get together before christmas and it's just what happens when all these people chaos come together. ensues chaos ensues <laughs> that, yeah. i love it i know i love it <laughs> All right, that's the Christmas show this year, and a great idea bringing a Christmas show in every Absolutely. year. Absolutely, and, and and you know, I wanted to do something fun. I wanted to do something lighthearted, um, something that um, you know you can bring the family to and just laugh at. And so, I think people are really going to enjoy this. Oh, one. good! That runs uh, December seventh through the sixteenth at Civic Theater. All right, starting off the new year, twenty nineteen, January twenty fifth is opening night for Big River. And that is music and lyrics by the great Roger Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roger Miller, Big River. It's actually, it's it's so funny. I'm not directing that one. That one's our Next Wave production with director Clay Prindle. Um, every year we do one show that kind of is an educational program for teenagers. You know, not only are they in the show, but oftentimes we do like workshops with them. Uh, Clay's really great about casting veteran actors as the adult parts. He tries to pick shows where he can pick mostly younger casts. Um, and then the adults kind of act as mentor to these kids. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm so surprised at how many people just love this musical, you know, because it's one that I've heard, but it's not anything that just jumped out of my radar. But whenever it came up in suggestions, people were like, Oh, Oh my gosh, no, no, you've got to, that that's got to happen. And the lady, <laughs> the lady who designs our posters, um, absolutely just adores it. And when she was designing the posters, I could tell you really love this one. Um, you know, and this is, uh, the Mark Twain tale, you know, you've got the, the boy on the raft going down the river and everything. And so we're, Excited to see how how this one turns out, but I mean it's a beautiful show. And that's the next wave production of yes. Big River, and that opens January twenty fifth through the uh, actually February third. You know, I always have people ask me like, you know, oh, is it teenagers? Is it less of a show? No, I mean some of the their shows are just as good as ours. And... Well, look, Kevin, I mean, you know, you're obviously extremely involved in the theater scene here in Evansville, and I mean, the summer musicals are spectacular. Oh, gosh. I, yeah, I went to see both of them, and they just blew me away. Oh, blew I know. It's me. amazing. And, and those are the kids that are going to be in those shows. Yeah. And, and last year, they did Carrie the Musical, which is a little darker than this one, um, but blew me away, you know, with how well they did with it. And so, you know, he tries to alternate it. Clay, you know, we kind of, we let, Clay gets in on the selection process and we we tell him you know give us a list of plays you'd like to do you know descending order um and every year you know he kind of alternates it you know one year it's it's uh, and he's been doing it for several years now it's a modern and then one year it's a classic and sure. and makes sense. granted mm-hmm. this isn't a super old musical but it's a musical that's been around long enough that people know and it, it deals with a classic topic yes so absolutely 
Uh, Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None, oh, March is, 22nd through the 31st. That could be favorite. a blast. <laughs> this is my favorite. Um, we're doing one less musical this year. And um, we decided to try something we haven't tried in a very long time, which is a murder mystery. And I've always been a fan of Agatha Christie. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, she's one of the greats. <laughs> yeah. And and up in, you know, and I always tell people, they say, why this show? Well, a lot of people, and a lot of people may know this show as Ten Little Indians. That's what it used to be called. Um, but her estate changed the name um, to, and then there were none, which is more fitting in my opinion. Um, and this was really like one of her first stories that wasn't just somebody's murdered, somebody did it. This is a bunch of people trapped in a room and one by one, they're slowly getting picked off throughout the night. So like as the show goes along, the whodunit list gets dwindled down. Um, and I really wanted to take a classic murder mystery and make it genuinely thrilling and even scary again. You know, See, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, oh, yeah. edge of your seat kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, is give it that kind of, I'm not going to change anything. I've had people ask me, are you leaving it in the time period? Of course I am. It's going to take place in the thirties like it originally did but we can still make it thrilling for audiences today. And we actually have a, a trick up our sleeve um, and we don't want to divulge too much yet, but in there was the book and then she wrote the play. The book had one ending. The play had a completely different ending. Really? And her, I, I don't even want to say anymore because I'm, I'm going to do something with our audiences. Um, the, uh, her grandson in 2016 commissioned a writer to take the language from the book and put it into play, you know, a script format and, um, and let theaters choose whichever one they want. And I, I got confirmation. They said, yes, you can do whichever one you want. So we're going to let really? audiences decide. Okay. And, and, and the thing is one ending is happy. One ending is not at all, but <laughs> I don't think I'm going to tell them. I actually, we're trying to work out ways where we can like leave clues in the lobby, in the program, you know, things like that that can mm-hmm. influence their vote, you know? So by intermission, I can tell you know, end of intermission, we do announcements thanking our sponsors, you know, I can say to the audience and thus to the cast backstage, we're doing the book ending. We're doing the play. Ending. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Okay. And that might encourage people to come back, you know, and see the difference. I mean, it's only really a difference of about three or four pages, but they're completely different endings. And so um, I'm excited to, to experiment with that one and see how it goes. And we'll wrap up the 93rd season of the Civic Theater with the 39 Steps. Is this the Hitchcock? It is, and it isn't. Oh, uh, oh you're a little cagey, Kevin. Yeah, it, it, it's the Hitchcock film that was actually based on a book. Uh, but imagine it if Monty Python directed it. <laughs> uh, this could be fun. Yeah, you've got you've got one guy that plays the main character throughout. You've got a woman that plays two different women in the show. And then you've got two characters that are just referred to as clowns. And they play all 150 other characters. Oh, my Lord. Wow. I mean, and at times talking to themselves. I mean, we're, we're, on, we're on radio, so I can't like do the hand motions. But there's one scene called the hat scene. I always tell people, if you want to get a feel for what this show is, YouTube 39 Steps, the hat scenes from the Broadway production. And it's actually one guy just switching off hats, having all these conversations with himself as all these different characters, you know, conductor and a guy trying to get on the train and a newspaper boy. But it's all one guy. Oh. While the 
main character watches on in astonishment. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's so hilarious, but a mile a minute. You know? Oh wow, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, so I, I I this one was one I remember the first time I ever heard about it. Um, I work with the Mount Vernon school system, and the department chair there said, "Why don't you consider this?" And I said, "Not in a million years. That looks too insane. Like I I wouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> with that." And when we brought it up, we picking shows this season. I was like, "Yeah, I think I want to do this one. This one looks fun." And so, you know, we've got to have people with some comedic timing. But I mean, it, it is just fast paced. It is the movie, but played by a cast of four people. Oh wow! Um, and they play all these different characters. And there's, I mean, train chases and everything like that. And so, and 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 they bring set pieces on and off as they come and go. And so, uh, it, it's a, it's a it's a tour de farce for sure. <laughs> The 39 Steps that runs May 17th through the 26th. All right, so to recap the season, Big the Musical is in August. In October, it's A Diary of Anne Frank. Dashing Through the Snow in December, Big River. Think Huck Finn. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the next wave production on the main stage there at Civic Theater. That runs in January and early February. And then there were none written by Agatha Christie. That's March 22nd through the 31st. You wrap up the season in May. With the wacky 39 steps, yep. which is fun. All right, a couple of things. First of all, how much are season tickets? Uh, season tickets right now um, are 90 for adults, 80 for seniors. We just got a new ticketing system. It's finally up and running. Um, and the new thing this year that I'm really excited about is, you know, in the past, season ticket holders would always have to actually speak to a representative at the Civic to get their seats. Or sure, right. They can do it online now. Oh, that's hey. great. You know, now once we get them in the system and we get, you know, and all that, they can go online. And, you know, I've kind of put on our website if people have any questions about how to do that um, you know they can just shoot me an email it's it's super simple um, but you know we're really excited to be utilizing this uh, whole new program to like give our season ticket holders especially the ease of use um, because sometimes we're not always there sometimes I'm doing you know like commercial spots or like you know out promoting handing out flyers and I can't you know myself or our employee can't be there to answer the phone because we're promoting the show sure you know now they can e especially season ticket holders can easily get online and no charge reserve their seats that's oh, great yeah um, they can get their season tickets online um, they can get them at the box office they can call us 425-2800 or Evans civictheater.org um, the one new thing this year is we've kind of got the groupings already set up for people you know we get a lot of very few people just buy one ticket usually it's well I'm an adult and I got my senior parents so it's one adult and two seniors or you know we've got three adults and a senior we've got all those different groups already like packaged oh. in you know and and so you know they scroll down they can see all that it's so easy to use um it's going to be so convenient for everybody and um you know tickets for regular shows are 18 for adults um 16 for seniors 12 for students um and if you call we do have a 14 dollar veteran discount um for veterans uh in the united states that's great yeah. all right the phone number again uh, 812-425-2800. And the website? EvansvilleCivicTheater.org. It's theater with an R-E. All right, Kevin Roach, here comes another season, and uh, we loved hearing about it. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you on the Wiki Morning Show. Kevin Roach, the Managing Artistic Director of Evansville Civic Theater, right there on Fulton. Break a leg. Thank you very much.